Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them wrong. Control of yourself Join a sister and a mister What are those intros that they say that's like really like And we're live from Newport Beach, California From PCOS Weight Loss Studio Coming to your television now And AirPods (laughs) And AirPods, Tallinn and Sirak sister and her mister well sisters we are in our new studio aka our old bedroom if you're watching on youtube right now check it out of course we're not just done quite yet but basically we have our new studio set up just enough to be able to start recording uh, podcasts here from now on and do more content and things like that Let us know. How do you like this? Yeah, let us know. We have these shelves behind us. We're going to make them cuter. So the next podcast episode might look differently. Of course. But you know what? I'm really feeling this vibe and I feel like my voice is coming out better. I look like a news anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, a lot of things will be changing. Like Talian said, we're going to like keep decorating the the top of the shelves or the shelves themselves. We're going to put some things around the neon light. I don't know. I have to be honest with everyone. I don't like our neon light sign behind us because one, the glass behind it is kind of ugly Two, the blue and mister just shines way too much, making it look a bit blurry on camera. Sorry about that. And I don't know. Three. What's three? (laughs) A three is that my back. My back is itching. I don't know. what I don't know. Three is. I'm going to try to make it cute this weekend. I'm going to glue on these yeah. cute leaves. I'll do an Instagram poll, get some ideas from you yeah. guys. But I'm going to try to revive this 
thing on the wall. <laughs> I love to know, are there any sisters who are maybe um, like uh, experts in lighting or with these neon signs? Because I'm trying to like figure out the lighting and make sure there's no shadows, make sure that the neon sign looks good without that glare. I mean, I'm new to this. I'm still learning as I go. But there are any experts, please feel free to DM us. I would, yes. I would love to talk with you, get some inspiration, get some help from you. We love your feedback. We've had so much progress with our garden from asking you guys oh, yeah. on the Instagram story stickers. Like you've gave, given such great suggestions. So mm. feel free to message us. We're always listening. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, today's episode, though, is going to be all about my partner has PCOS. How can I help? That's right. So you can forward this episode to your partner. That's the point, yeah. And maybe it will inspire him or her to in to help you and get more involved with your PCOS-friendly lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, we have lots of DMs that we're going to read and talk about. But first, we want to kind of explain PCOS mm -hmm. and kind of break it down in a way so that your partner... Um, can understand and apply it and help you. Yeah. So that being said, let's launch into it. Exactly. So um, if you're listening right now, if you're a mister or a sister, if you're listening, mm -hmm. this is the best episode to find to, to learn, get some information about PCOS and be able to help your partner out with her PCOS. That's right. So, the first question you might be asking is, what is PCOS. What is it? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yes. What the heck is this? It's a big word. It's a weird, like, yeah. you know, what is, you know, PCOS. So the first thing to know that it's a syndrome, which means that symptoms look different for every woman with PCOS. It should be renamed because it puts a lot of emphasis on your ovaries and cysts when the emphasis should be really on the metabolism and the hormones that influence blood sugar and, stre and stress. So that's a, that's a, a whole lot to yeah. take in at first. But let's let's go at one at a time. So yeah. let's remember that once a syndrome mean, means that it's a spectrum. So that there could be some women can have more symptoms than others. So there's a wide spectrum. Exactly. So the symptoms look different for every woman with PCOS. Second, the, the name polycystic ovarian syndrome puts a lot of emphasis, as we said, on ovaries and cysts. But... It's not always, it doesn't always have to do with having cysts in your ovaries. There mm -hmm. are other conditions, other symptoms that, that can be more prevalent. Yeah. In fact, the, the, a majority of the issue resides with the metabolism and the hormone issues that are affecting the blood sugar and stress. Exactly. So it's when you start approaching PCOS and treating it, you want to think of what is affecting our blood sugar and what is affecting our stress. Yeah. And we'll get into that in our first point. Yeah. So anything that affects that is going to affect your reproductive hormones mm -hmm. and it's going to affect. So I should say our because if a guy's listening, I'm saying yours. So. Yeah. <laughs> so anything that affects your blood sugar and stress is going to affect our um, our reproductive hormones and influence our ability to ovulate, have mm -hmm. regular periods. And then in, you know, with that being said, it's going to affect our mood yeah. and our skin and our hair and our weight and, and so on. So 
It all starts with blood sugar and stress. And some women struggle with one more and some women struggle with the other more. But once you find out what that root problem is, Mm -hmm. then you can start to treat it and you'll have more direction and you'll be more aware of the different things that can contribute to making these things worse. Yeah. I mean, there. I'm. I don't want to simplify it too much. Like there are other factors that can play into it, like thyroid, etc. But we're gonna keep it simple right now. We're gonna stick to blood sugar mm-hmm. and stress. Yes, and just to remember too, this is a. It's a, gen- a genetic predisposition as well as the environment playing a huge factor on women who have PCOS who are diagnosed. So I'm sure you know this. You know this already, but it is not her fault. It's mm-hmm. not. Uh, it's her hormones that are causing this issue. It's a meta- yeah. metabolic. Um, symptoms that are causing this issue so just remember too that it's not her fault and this is a it's a genetic predisposition and the environment plays a huge factor in it i like that you bring this up because oftentimes when someone's overweight you want to blame them for like eating too much and this and that yeah. and you know what it with pcos it's so much more than that it has to do with your genetic predisposition like yeah. you said so it has to do with that and how that influences that gene's to show up so what happens in your environment for those genes to show up not everybody has those genes of pcos Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and just i want to make one disclaimer my voice i (laughs) should maybe mention this in the beginning of the podcast episode but i talked about this on instagram I'll, i'll i'll get over this in two minutes but i talked about it on instagram i got invisalign oh god here we go and I was already a mumbler to begin with. A mumbler. I'm sorry, but English is actually my third language that I learned. You know, first was Armenian, Turkish, and then um, English. So it's my third language. So I'm already a mumbler, as it is. And then I just got Invisalign last week because, you know, I have some teeth issues, tooth issues, however you want to say it. (laughs) And, um, well, at first, the Invisalign, it was a little difficult, but I totally, like, got over it and I was a champ and it was, like, it was going great. Until yesterday... My uh, dentist called me. He's like, oh, I forgot to give you, or the rubber bands came in. You need to put the rubber bands as well. I'm like, rubber bands? So I go, and now there's a rubber band connecting the top to the bottom to make sure that my bottom chin doesn't protrude while I'm wearing the Invisalign. So this has made it a lot more difficult. I thought it was easy at first, but now I'm having so much trouble talking clearly because he said, like, don't open your mouth too wide or else it'll snap. And then the rubber bands, like, friction against the side of my mouth so like i'm salivating as i'm like talking and i'm just putting a disclaimer out there that if i mumble a bit more than usual these next couple of episodes i'm just getting used to it and a lot of people in the instagram story stickers said that it gets better yeah yeah i'm sure like your your mouth muscles like get used to Mm -hmm. it and things like that so just a disclaimer i am sorry for the extra mumbling um but (laughs) yeah let's continue let's continue (laughs) so what is the first thing that you can do as her partner. Okay, so first things first, you want to understand what's turning on the genes in her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's affecting the blood sugar or the stress? Is it the food she's eating? Is it the way she's exercising? Is it her sleep? These can all tweak into a sustainable lifestyle that can help her manage 
her PCOS. Yeah. I mean, it's super interesting how even the smallest bit of lifestyle change mm-hmm. can affect your blood sugar a little bit, which will affect your hormones a little bit. And that's all you need, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So it'll it's just major to think about these factors that are going to contribute to her blood sugar and to her stress. So let's see. So 80% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. And so this has to do with, you know big rise in blood sugar when you eat carbs you know some people are more sensitive some people aren't so it is i would say that it's up to the woman with pcos to really you know discover like what her carb tolerance is and Mm -hmm. like how to manage her insulin resistance best and then the partner can help support those lifestyle changes yeah Yeah, it can help make suggestions to like help tweak her diet exercise Mm -hmm. supplements like that and the thing is is to help but not to like pressure your partner to do anything you know your your job should be to kind of help her learn yeah help her find different solutions yeah. but never be like oh like come on do this or come on do that because yeah. you know the whole point is to help make these sustainable changes that are gonna last but not to like pressure someone to just do it for a couple of days or a week because that just adds you know that extra pressure which is gonna be yeah. stress sometimes the positive reinforcement of being like Oh, that's great that you did this, you know, is enough. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect right away. And that's really important with PCOS. There are so many factors that influence um, blood sugar for. I'm going to give you some examples so that you can keep an eye out when she's, you know, managing her blood sugar. So that's having a high protein breakfast. Um, That's having, you know, protein, carb and fat for lunch so not just the salad but the salad with a little bit of beans a little bit Mm of um chicken like a balanced lunch you know not cutting calories um and then that's also like preparing a snack before she leaves the house so you know an apple and a packet of almond butter like something that will pair together to help slow down the absorption of sugar in her bloodstream Mm -hmm. right because apple has some sugar in it the almond butter is fat it'll help slow down its absorption in her bloodstream so This is just a few examples of how she's managing her blood sugar. So let's say she like forgot to do one of them. You know, I think it's better to say, you know, good job for eating high protein breakfast instead of like, why didn't you pack a snack? Like you're not doing it right. You know, that's the support is in the positive reinforcement. Absolutely. It's in the way you say it, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, okay. so now let's move on to. Um, stress hormones like how you can manage that babe i know you know exercise is Mm -hmm. a major part of our Mm -hmm. method and i think that a lot of guys have trouble jumping on board when um, a sister turns to them and says like you know what i'm actually going to do slow weighted workouts i'm not going to work out like you where you you know you're lifting heavy weights and going really fast or like doing whatever you know it's too much for me sometimes guys have trouble accepting that yeah and that can be the part that's a bit harder for us guys to like really understand that like oh wait isn't working out as hard as possible going to give you the best result because that's what us guys that's what we're learning to do is like work out hard as possible get those gains get the muscle all that kind of stuff but of course everyone is different especially for, for women with pcos we don't want to um uh, incorporate exercises that's going to increase stress hormones. So, for example, a lot of women with PCOS, they are told to work out hard as possible. And what ends up happening is when they do workouts like um, 
HIIT or spin classes or really intense workouts that just increase basically their heart rate, their um, uh, breathing constantly, it's raising their cortisol levels. And those cortisol levels for women with PCOS are not able to get lowered down. So like for us guys, maybe when we work out, we do crazy workouts, maybe our stress hormones by the next day, they may be less, we feel good, we feel like we're just recovering, all that stuff. But for a woman with PCOS, your partner, when she does those exercises, what can happen is those cortisol levels stay increased, sometimes for up to like a day or two, and you can wake up feeling um, very fatigued in, in a mood, like in a different mood. You can um, wake up feeling less energy, like having less energy, mm-hmm. and basically like you're not able to get through your day. So we're trying to mitigate those kinds of uh, mitigate those kinds of reactions in the body yeah. by incorporating uh, workouts like slow weighted workouts, which still engage the muscles in a really efficient way, look to build lean muscle and avoiding those stress hormones being spiked. Now, the really important thing about building lean muscle is that, like we mentioned earlier, PCOS is a metabolic and hormonal um, dysfunction, right? There's a, there's a metabolic and hormonal dysfunction happening. Well, one of the ways to resolve the metabolic dysfunction is to get down to the root cause with the exercise. So one, removing the stress hormones being spiked, and two, helping the body to build that lean muscle, which will help to permanently raise the metabolic rate because the body runs, or I'm sorry, uh, muscle requires more energy than does fat. So fat just like stays uh, as like a depot, as a resource for whenever the body needs it. It doesn't require any energy. Whereas muscle, no matter what you're doing, even when you're sitting down, not working out, muscle always requires energy. So as a result, when you have more muscle, the body as a result increases the metabolism in order to feed those muscles. So when you slowly increase lean muscle mass, and we're not talking about bulking up or like doing heavy weights. No, we're talking about 5, 10, 15 pound weights, depending on the exercise. That's going to help build lean muscle. It's going to help reverse that metabolic dysfunction and not add on to the stress and cortisol fuel that a lot of, you know, intense workouts do. Love that explanation, babe. Boom, bam, kabow. Because it's super important to understand it so that you're not pressuring her into doing your workouts and yes, try exactly. to understand her me- metabolism and what's happening with PCOS and what she needs to yeah, do. Yeah, that's such a good point because a lot of times when like we work out with our girl- girlfriends or-, or wives and like we're like, all right, babe, let's do this crazy yeah, workout. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Run, run, run. But like we're doing it because we think it's helping her. We think it's fun. And like, of course, I know that nobody here has like the bad intention. Yeah. It's just there are things that you may not know that... um you know, maybe she doesn't know as well at, at, uh, until she she like f- figures out the best workout for her. So it's just like learning, applying, you know, trying to see yeah. like if something is not working, what is what is the reason it's not working and improving yeah. on it. And you have to have an open mind too. like you can't just go with what you've learned, you know, calories in, calories out, work out more, yeah. burn more calories. Like this isn't this is not metabolism if you inject someone with cortisol, for example, you know, you get a cortisone shot if you have pain. If you do that a lot, you can gain weight because that is a hormone that will make you gain weight. So mm-hmm. let's say you have a lifestyle that is making you pump a lot of cortisol all the time because maybe, you know, that's in your genes where you, you're you susceptible to that. Then you're going to gain weight from that. So mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't have to do with calories. It has to do with your 
hormones more. So that being said, I just want to recap this because it's the super important like core to everything is to understand that it starts with blood sugar and stress hormone control. And then that will affect your hormones, your hormone levels. Not your, but like a woman with PCOS hormone levels. So and so that's progesterone, estrogen, testosterone. And then that's going to affect her mood, libido, skin, hair, weight, everything. Yeah. So it all starts with blood sugar and stress. Mm-hmm. And whatever you can do to support her in her journey while she's trying to figure out all the components that will contribute to her blood sugar and stress, that would be very helpful it's you know it's very important to have support around you instead of people mocking you for your new lifestyle changes why are you gluten and dairy free is this a trend like you know because that has to do with blood sugar and inflammation and stress so you have to you know see what's working and help yeah and do we we talk about this babe the testosterone brother dheas oh well i didn't Okay, so I didn't want to like get too sciencey, but that being said, when when I talk about how insulin and cortisol can affect estrogen, testosterone, things like that, specifically testosterone, because mm-hmm. when you don't have blood sugar control or stress hormone control, you're going to in- end up triggering high androgens which is high male hormones and that's DHEAS and that's testosterone. And when those are high, they cause so many symptoms like weight gain hair growth facial hair you know yeah. hair loss acne, on the head yeah. acne so i mean yeah it just it just goes to show like what a huge impact insulin and cortisol can have mm-hmm. on these hormones that affect so many symptoms of pcos yeah and as time mentioned earlier like looking for the sources of stress like it's it's always, I feel like it's always a partner's job, no matter what, if it's PCOS or not, if you're in some sort of relationship or even friends, it's like our job to look out for each other. Like if you're saying that your friend or partner has a source of stress affecting her, it's That's like, true. it's kind of your job to kind of help out and let them know. Obviously, it's not your job to stop that for them and, and change it for mm-hmm. them because that's always up to that person. Yes. It's their responsibility. But it's always, in my opinion, that your job as a friend or partner to like let them know, hey, I'm, I'm noticing that so-and-so or this is affecting your stress levels. I see you're getting extra stress. I think maybe you should um uh, try something to avoid it or, you know, try to improve it. You know, yeah. it's always our, I think, our job to do that too. Yeah, I mean, people have even bought the sisterhood membership for their partners as a gift so that they can go through the videos together and like learn about our method and so on there's so many ways you can nicely introduce pcos lifestyle change instead of impatiently and aggressively and you know yeah because the hard thing is too is like finding the resource that's like completely um uh, organized and like you can go through the video structurally yeah because you know when you go on like youtube or like any other like social media it's just like a bunch of videos all yeah. like here 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 they're all talking about different subjects yeah. so how do you connect them all so in the sisterhood we do help like make a series of videos like one two three four five in different chapters that basically go in order 
of like the important things and like what you should know and like connect them all together so it's just all one big yeah. lifestyle change um that can that can help you and your partner because yeah. like we said in the beginning pcos is different for everyone symptoms are different for everyone yeah so there are so many things you can do and some will work and some won't and so you want to try it out like the sister has to try it out so yeah. in the meantime you can understand it with her and be supportive and like you know, hold her hand as she goes through it. Yeah. So right. that being said, all of this is not temporary. It is a lifestyle change. Yeah. Sometimes going gluten and dairy free is temporary. You can fix your gut health mm-hmm. and um, improve the gut microbiome. And eventually you don't have to be gluten and dairy free anymore if you don't want to be, or if you find that you're not having symptoms when you eat it anymore. But Typically, like all of these lifestyle changes are lifelong Mm -hmm. and you can't just like do like a four week thing and like fix it and it's all done and go back to your old habits. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, consider ways to, you know, especially if you live with your partner, like how can you do this lifestyle with her in a way that works for you in a way that works for her? Mm So, I mean, babe, do you feel like do you feel like I've restrict I've held you back in your own lifestyle changes with my lifestyle changes? Like no. <laughs> is it too much for you? I I cook gluten and dairy free. Personally, I feel I- healthier. <laughs> I feel a lot better. I feel more mentally uh, put together. So I have no complaints. Uh-huh. I mean yeah, I mean and, and talking about the the four week too, like it's not just about the four weeks because like with PCOS, it is something you can reverse. Of course, like there is there's no cure. There's not like one pill or a cure you can take that's going to completely fix everything and you no, no longer have to worry about it. But the importance of knowing it takes longer than four weeks is that it is reversible, meaning you can reverse your PCOS symptoms. But the way to do that is through lifetime of sustainable changes. It doesn't mean like every day you're working hard to like keep it going. It's like you... you you set up a habit, you set up a lifestyle that works for you, perhaps going gluten dairy free, you know, taking like inositol supplements or covacetol, or even just finding different uh, diet and lifestyle changes that just works for you. Once you know it works for you and you continue that for life, meaning you just like going through, um, yeah, like going through your your life with it, mm-hmm. your symptoms are reversed as long as you just keep it going. Exactly. And that's why we say like it's not just the four weeks because if you do it for four weeks, things get better, but then you stop. Well, unfortunately, it's going to come back because it's, it's not a cure. It's a lifetime uh, lifestyle that can reverse the symptoms. So some of the ways that we make it a lifestyle in our household is by making food that we can modify. So, oh, for yeah. example, last night we had tacos, you know, and so I put cheese on his and not on mine. And it works, you know, mm-hmm. some some dishes are easier than others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of dishes are easy to like modify, honestly. And and yes, maybe you won't be able to eat like a cheesy casserole because you can't modify the casserole. <laughs> but maybe sometimes you can make that and yeah. she can eat something else. You know what I'm saying? Like compromise. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if, if your partner is gluten free, don't be like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to eat now? Trust me when I say this. Trust me when I say Tell this. Tell him, boo. You can have almost everything you had before. Like, Talin for me. Like, she, like, like she, yesterday, we made, she made tacos. She put cheese on mine, so I felt extra special. She <laughs> makes me uh, t- uh, turkey club sandwiches for lunch almost all the time with mm-hmm. bacon. Regular bread for you. Regular sourdough bread, bread for, for me. me. She has gluten-free bread. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
like I, I don't even know what else to say like every <laughs> dinner you make every night is delicious like you make fish you make chicken you make ground beef you make sweet potatoes you make rice like you make all the things once again we have a lot of recipes in the sisterhood <laughs> that you can just yeah. refer to yeah. that are absolutely delicious like mm -hmm. creamed corn with chicken thighs and barbecue seasoning yes like yeah. it can be absolutely amazing oh my gosh breaded chicken breaded chicken breaded Chicken with gluten-free breadcrumbs. Okay, I'm sorry. To, my mouth is watering. Not because of the Invisalign, because I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> anyway, so you can figure out a way to make it work so both of you like to eat the foods that you're making. Yeah. And not not just that, activities. Like, okay, maybe you want to do a more intense workout, and she doesn't, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. Workout separately. But then sometimes you can go walking together or swimming or hiking or something fun, like an activity that both of you can enjoy, yeah. you know? workouts don't need to be the same for both of you mm -hmm. yeah exactly you can still work out next to each other and be doing something slightly different than her and yeah yeah and another point i want to make is don't think of one kind of healthy like just because we learned in school, this is how you lose weight. You know, you have to cut calories. Oh my gosh, you have yeah. to work out hard. There's no one kind of healthy. Like it's really hard to have a significant other who's not on board mm -hmm. with your lifestyle change. So you have to understand everyone is different. And the yeah. more you can help and be helpful, the more likely it is that she's going to succeed. So you yeah. want to open your mind and learn more about PCOS and let's get know? into that for a second like you may have heard you know like it's a very common thing cut calories eat less food and just work out more you know less comes in more comes out kind of a thing which is a very very common um, misconception about one working out to for weight loss as well as for women with PCOS so like PCOS is very um, similar to like the famine um, uh, what was that term that Dr. Felix Kirsch talks about? Um, you mean circadian rhythm? No, I mean, I'm talking about like, so PCOS is like, uh, like our ancestors, oh. they, they yes. most likely had PCOS. Mm -hmm. However, for them, it was more of an advantage because exactly. when they had PCOS, their the increased testosterone, it helped them be stronger than perhaps mm -hmm. like other women within their yeah. tribe, which was an advantage. It also helped them to not get pregnant in certain cases because back then miscarriages were very common. Or as, famine yeah, and warfare. Famine, warfare was yeah, very those common. Those high stress hormones would stop them from ovulating as yes. much and having as many children as they would have. Exactly. And when they couldn't eat... It basically reduced their metabolism in mm -hmm. order to protect our body. So what happens is when you don't eat as much, your body realizes this and thinks that there's a famine, that there's not enough food. Mm -hmm. And the body's reaction is to, okay, let's reduce our metabolism so that we're saving resources so that we're not losing weight and we make sure that we survive. So if your partner does the same thing where she's cutting calories and her body's not getting enough resources, the same thing is gonna happen. Her body will shut down the metabolism in order to save resources and try to go into survival mode. And again, it's very interesting when you think about, like we mentioned, our ancestors, for them, PCOS was an advantage in most cases. Like they didn't wanna have children all the time because there's famine, there's war, and then stress stress <laughs> not enough food blood yeah. sugar dysregulation things like this yes so 
So um, now, now, like when we have PCOS symptoms, it's a lot more extreme Yeah. for, you know, it, it shows up more um, significantly and women struggle with infertility and like, you know, all of these symptoms because we have so many factors contributing to our yeah. stress and like we're not in nature enough and we're not meditating enough. Oftentimes we're not eating the type of healthy diet that yeah is like plant-based that we should be eating you know so we have all these processed foods and it contributes yeah. to PCOS. not just plant-based but also like oh. meat proteins and yes, stuff like that yes. yeah but of and course more plant we should have more plants in our diet yeah as well as chemicals in the atmosphere affecting our hormones you know when that bpa it gets stuck oh, yeah. in our fat cells it stays in our bodies it contributes to weight gain like all of these things like can affect our hormonal endocrine system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a lot more significant now than it was before when women would just make less babies because there's a famine or warp you know now it's like a lot more extreme um symptoms yeah, yeah. given so many stimulants to pcos so yeah. again lifestyle what's happening what is she eating and what's around her lifestyle that's influencing her stress mm -hmm. and her blood sugar super important to think about yeah and honestly it's um it's a lot harder for your partner when her significant other her friend is not on board, you know? So the more you can help, the more you can be helpful, the more you help her learn, the more likely mm -hmm. that she is to succeed. Because a lot of the symptoms with PCOS, like, you know, the, like the acne, even like the hair, the hair loss, or facial hair growth, uh, even like the fertility issues, they're all um, reverses in like 99.9% .9 of yeah. cases. So... Well, we just threw out that number. <laughs> no, I mean, this is what... This but, is, but it's true. Uh, most of the situations, you can reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. So by yeah. by helping, by getting on board, you know, just making suggestions or just like learning with her. She's it's like she has an army behind her. Exactly. To help push her through, you know? It's that's really the best way to look at it. It's like you have an army to tackle this beast that's called PCOS. That's right. And you know what? I just wanna bring one more point before we read some of the DMs. Yeah. Um I, I got a message from someone who was talking about how like her husband wasn't helping with her fertility mm. and, you know, kept calling her infertile and just like making her feel less than for Gosh. not being able to like bear a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with PCOS, yes, you struggle to ovulate. You know, you want to figure out what's really contributing to this. There's a lot of time that it takes to figure out what's happening, you know. And when when someone who, you know, when you're not supportive of her it makes it so much harder and i just want to point out that when you have a kid eventually and this is the type of attitude you come with <laughs> with you know with in terms of teamwork in your relationship mm -hmm. having the even when the kid is there you're gonna have problems so like yeah. there needs to be some type of attitude adjustment Absolutely. for anyone out there yeah. who is not being supportive of the infertility um journey or the fertility journey with pcos yeah. because it's not getting any easier once the child comes so i'm telling you this right now <laughs> okay oh, wait, wait, look at me for i thought and, i was no a not you one. not you i was just like when <laughs> i, I read know, that you looked, DM, me, you looked at me like no when i read that dm i was like who is this guy why don't you just have him call me <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay let's read these stickers huh yes of course Okay, right. so we do an Instagram sticker in the stories and we asked you, what's the hardest part of getting your partner supportive of the PCOS lifestyle? And the first response was from Exotic Travel. She says, trying to explain in detail the problems I experience and getting him to understand. 
totally get you there, sister. That is that could be the, the the difficult part is like just getting them to understand, just to like to understand yeah. learn the experiences that she's having. Sometimes the symptoms that are you know so awful are more like vanity problems so like acne hair loss things like this people don't take it as seriously as they would other but in many cases symptoms. they can be the most debilitating 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 <laughs> I can't, I can't even blame the Invisalign because I've never been able to say that word. Dehabilitating? Um, anyway, what was the... I'm not talking anymore. It's Just because, you know, yeah, it could be so depressing. You don't want to go out because you have yeah. so much cystic acne. You know, these, you know, it needs to be su- supported so that she feels like you know you're beyond what you look like at that moment yeah. like you're just going through something like i've been yeah. there you know i had horrible acne i had facial hair weight gain all mm. of it and like I, my mom would even tell me she's like don't stop looking at yourself and look around you there's so much happening there's so much mm-hmm. to see in the world like it's not all about you and what you look like and all of these things like move forward from that and i think that's really important to say sometimes to your partner who gets who might get caught up in all of the symptoms yeah so okay and then stephanie says thinking gluten and dairy free is a popular trend i'm following hmm yeah that could, that could be a common one. And yeah. honestly, the only way you might be able to convince that person is just showing them the science behind it. There are several books talking about gluten and dairy-free for PCOS by written by gynecologists like Dr. Phyllis Gersh, as well as other doctors. Uh, there's like uh, PCOS SOS, Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS. All up here you can see behind us. There are several books talking about how Gluten dairy-free can help with inflammation, can help with insulin resistance, can help with fertility, can help with so many of the symptoms that's causing um, we that are prevalent. We should give a synopsis about this gluten and dairy-free. I mean, I just want to say, so gluten and dairy can, first of all, be very inflammatory. And the more inflammation you have, the more stress hormones you're going to pump. And the more stress hormones you're going to pump, the more that's going to affect your DHEA hormone, which is going to cause, you know, hair growth, facial hair, acne, this mood swings, the whole nine yards weight gain. So what I'm trying to say is inflammation is what we're trying to reduce with diet change. The more gluten, dairy, sugar, that, that she eats, the more inflammation, the more blood sugar dysregulation that's going to happen and that's going to affect her hormones at the end of the day mm-hmm. unless she's not sensitive to gluten and dairy. So you would have to figure this out, right? You want to cut it out for 30 days, see how you feel, add it back in, do your symptoms get worse mm-hmm. and so on. You want to test it out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not a popular trend. It's more of a lifestyle change that can really, really benefit a lot of women mm-hmm. with PCOS. All right, next one is from Robin. He doesn't want to eat what I eat. Now, with this one, just one thing, too, is as for the one with PCOS, I would say, like, don't always um, uh, assume that the, your partner is going to eat everything that you're going to exactly. eat. You know, you have to also give them the freedom to choose what to want to eat, too. Like, they don't have to go gluten, gluten and dairy-free. They don't have to eat a certain way. If they're already supporting you with your lifestyle changes and what you're doing, that's already great. And if they're eating um, something else, but still being supportive of you, like that's good. You know, that it's their life. It's their lifestyle exactly. ch- um, choice, choice, you know. And just to con- um, the next DM, just to continue off this was from Lukeski. 
house is full of temptations. My husband's non my husband's non gluten dairy free food is around. What to do? So so to connect that with Robin's comment, what would you suggest, babe? I mean, there's not much you can do except you know make him a shelf in the pantry yeah. so that he can put his stuff there and kind of separate it from yours so it's kind of like out of your sight. But you know everyone has a right to their own lifestyle, right? So if he wants to eat this and that, even if it's tempting for you. Um, you know, grab your Ovacetol, okay, because that really helps with cravings and yes. temptations as yes. well. Have your PCOS-friendly snack and step aside. Let him do his thing, whatever. If you want to yeah. eat that's, you know, something that's unhealthy that I choose not to eat, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that what you said about the putting in a certain, like, in the pantry, like having one certain section be his stuff or her stuff and having your section be somewhere else, you know, with your own yeah. things and just, you know, like let 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 him or her know that like, hey, like I don't like it when there's a like a crap load of stuff around that's all gluten and dairy that I used to like. You know, just l- let them know that you Talk like it if it. Mm-hmm. if it could be in a certain area, and just let them know you don't have an issue with them having it. Just you know, it would it would help you if it was in a certain area. Exactly. And then uh, next comment, next DM is from Mahir. She says, when they eat something you can't like like soda snacks it's hard not to feel left out totally get you and again the thing with this one though i would say is if you know how much is helping you to not have the soda or those snacks that you don't that you don't find helpful then you won't even feel like you're left out like for example um when we're anytime we're eating dinner with family or we're like we're somewhere and like if my brother or like someone like my brother my oldest brother he has like so much coca-cola like two, three times a day. And not I'm not trying to like make anyone get, feel, feel guilty for having Coca-Cola. Absolutely not. Like it's totally up to you. But I and, I and I tell him all the time, like it's a lot of sugar. Like if you're going to have one, just have one. Like don't have two or three during dinner. Whatever. Um, tried to talk to him many times. But my point is like I know myself like that that Coca-Cola can has 40 grams of sugar. And after I drink it, I'm going to feel pretty bad. I'm going to feel like my mouth is dry. It's like it's feel that, that sugary feeling. I already know that. And I don't feel left out when I see him drinking it. In fact, I feel the opposite. I feel like I feel like I feel very glad that I no longer crave that kind of stuff. So like yeah, that's that's the mentality you want to mm-hmm. achieve, I would say. Yeah, it's you can change your taste buds to not like things anymore if yeah. you if you really get used to eating a certain way. So you know, when he's eating the soda and snacks, maybe you feel left out. Maybe you can have your own PCOS-friendly drink, like a La Croix or something. Yeah. You know, something that's not as sweet and sugary or has any artificial sweetener. Just, you know, some lemon water and Perrier, whatever. And enjoy yourself. He can do his thing. You do your thing. And you'll eventually stop craving it. Yeah. Just like Sirak has stopped craving. Yeah. Coke. And again, like, I'm not trying to shame anyone who drinks Coca Cola. Like, if you're drinking it and you like it and you Live feel your fine, life. live your life exactly. Like, there are things that I do Unless personally. You have PCOS and I have something to say. Yeah. Like, like personally, like, I do other things in my life that may not be as healthy as compared to other things. So, like, it doesn't mean just because I don't like Coca Cola that my, I'm perfect at being healthy. You know, I have my own things that are probably not healthy compared to other people. So, just, just keep that in perspective, too. Like, it's just one thing, that one example I'm making here. And I'm going to interrupt and say Beanfield's Chips, everyone, oh my is ruining our lives. Now. Not, not a sponsor, not an affiliate. <laughs> Wish we were. Wish we were so we could get some free boxes. They sent us free boxes a couple of times, but that was it. Yeah. No, like, no more. We haven't gotten any more. But Beanfield Chips, no joke. At night? 
he takes out a well, we bag. haven't had them in a, in a month actually we because we, we cut them. it out we're like okay this is too much chips we're, we're having like, every time we grocery shopped we were buying chips and like eating them at night and finally we just stopped buying them all together yeah that's the only way to stop this and then we'll, <laughs> we'll probably buy it this weekend because it's been like a month but beanfield chips is made out of beans instead of corn so when you eat it there's actually protein mm-hmm. there's fiber it's a lot healthier compared to like like i don't know like doritos or something I, say, I don't even feel like eating it and you take it out and it smells so good and then i say no to myself and i'm some days i'm like okay i'm not gonna eat it <laughs> some days i have one chip and it's so good that i just you know now i'm having yeah. chips at 11 o'clock <laughs> like oh, this is not my vibe i feel you i feel you but, but yeah i mean but of I'm course i'm not gonna stop it live your life yeah but of course like just because bean field is made out of beans like we're not saying you have all you want but you know it's a lot healthier compared to like a corn great alternative great alternative in my opinion i I mean i love them again not a sponsor but i wish they were (laughs) all righty next one is from venus tinker she says the diet my husband still eats the stuff i can't eat so yeah as we mentioned earlier once you like you're once you're like sick of that stuff or you're like you've you're over it and you're like you're you're you like your new lifestyle change you won't even think about it you won't even care and again i think it's it would help to just talk to your husband talk to your partner about it let them know how you feel so so they can be they can be less um intrusive when they're eating those things yeah like maybe he can go outside and eat his (laughs) chips (laughs) i'm joking kiva says make him understand my moodiness Mm -hmm. So with this, I would say, of course, like you want to be understanding, talk about it. But then there's a certain degree of like anxiety and moodiness where you should take it into your own hands and see a therapist and make sure that you're applying these lifestyle changes that will help you with your moodiness. And maybe he can help you apply those lifestyle changes like meditating together. And there's acupuncture, you know, things that can help. You can't always depend on your partner to pick you up when you're down like you have to be able to pick yourself up too sometimes Mm -hmm. so it's it's a two-way thing with that like i don't want to say that you know you're the partner fix the problem no no like you the woman with pcs you have to take care of yourself and the partner should help you along the way and support that lifestyle yep and then the work oh that was reading next well also yeah i also wanted to say that the moodiness like explaining that's linked a lot of times the insulin being in the hyper insulinemic state yes as well as the stress you just basically said everything i don't know yes i don't know why i repeat it i mean (laughs) all right um megan says well i'm sorry i was i got distracted for a moment there are like three screens around us so sometimes i just get distracted (laughs) Uh, Megan says the work and time it takes to see results. Yeah, that can be the one. It can be the frustrating part for you, but the, the other another frustrating part is explaining explaining that to your partner. Mm-hmm. So, just letting them know that PCOS is a lifetime condition that can be reversed through sustainable changes for life. So that's not gonna happen in one week or two weeks. Yeah, you know, we're talking about a lifestyle. It's gonna take a month, a couple months. For a many, year it took a, me a year. year it took only a year like even a month is too little in my opinion yeah a, a month i don't know to what, get everything down yeah. perfectly no you know it takes like a year it to figure year. everything out yeah i mean you can really buckle down for a month to see if it's going to help you and then if it does you know you continue and of course you're not perfect and then maybe after a year of like trial and error in certain situations eating out accidentally having gluten you know you'll learn and then after a year you'll be good at it yeah yes 
Um, Reb Dog says, won't learn about PCOS yet is somehow confident it's an excuse to not try hard enough. Well, that person, I'm sure, after listening I to this episode, to this is podcast. embarrassed. Okay. Are you embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But I you, think after everything we talked about, I think that person should know now that yeah. there's nothing, nothing to do with not trying hard enough. Uh-huh. Nothing to do with being lazy. Nothing to do it's just, it's, with not working out hard enough. It's just figuring out what will work for her body. And if you could support her in this journey of figuring this out, that would be very helpful. Yes. Instead of calling it an excuse. Absolutely. And just think about all the moments that your partner has helped you. It's your turn to help her now. Oh, okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all, right. all right. And now let's go on to the last part of the podcast our favorite part is the wins of the week so fellow mister or sister if you're listening these are great examples of other sisters who have who have been able to reverse her symptoms and have been able to manage their uh, their pcos so just know that your partner can do this exact same thing and you can help them do the same exact thing so maybe they are maybe they're already doing it so yeah here we go the first one is from the sisterhood Gwendolyn, she says, usually I use my dry erase board to write down my goals for the morning for things I want to accomplish before I head out to work. This week is going to look different. Stage one, here I come. Wow. And she drew out the download from stage one. She copied it onto her whiteboard. So basically in stage one of the sisterhood, our membership, you can download a lifestyle checklist. Mm -hmm. So after you figure out what type of PCOS you have, you download, you know, the checklist for the lifestyle changes and you just check them off as you go. So yeah. she put it on her whiteboard, which I think is cool. And I yeah. included it here um, because I just wanted to show you how like she's actively involved, you know, with her lifestyle change. And, you know, I'm not sure if she has a partner or not, but if she does, it would be so much easier for him to like see this yeah. checklist on a whiteboard and like, Hey, did you meditate today? Let's sit down and meditate, you know? So, yeah. and you can like some of the things she has here, like meditate, CBD, avoiding screen use, uh, and a bunch two hours more. before bed. Yeah. Plan bo- snacks. I love it. And like, mm-hmm. just it's probably like right in front of her room, probably like right when she gets up, yeah. she sees it. It's a great reminder. I love it. And this is something as well you can, you can help her do. Like, if she's in this sisterhood, or even if she's not, if she, if you know that she has a couple of goals that she's trying to meet, Put it on a whiteboard just to help her um, not to like remind her like, hey, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. But more like, oh, babe, here's a, here's a checklist to help you kind of um, get through it when you need help with it, you know? Exactly. Alrighty, And the second one is from Alfie. Uh, Alfie says, hey, sisters, finish stage one. I really noticed the difference in my sleep when meditating at night. I'm normally a super light sleeper and wake up at the smallest sound, but not anymore. Not waking up as frequently during the night either. Meditating in the morning also cleared my head for the day and have slowly noticed the differences in my energy and the amount of anxiety I am having. Time we're, we're meditating after this. Okay. Um, she also says, also really enjoying the meal prep recipes. Being strict with dairy-free has really made a difference. As I was a bit... Um, blasé. As, oh, I don't know what's the word. As I was a bit blasé with it, even though I was lactose intolerant. Thank you for reading my long post. Have a lovely day. You have a lovely love day too, Alfie. Love your message. I love how meditation has helped you because mm-hmm. that has helped me personally, Italian as well. But no joke, like meditation has great benefits for sleep, 
before stress, having a clear mind, having more mental energy to get through tasks. Yeah. Beautiful message. I mean, look how much better she feels after applying some of the changes from the lifestyle changes from stage one. Mm-hmm. Like she's already feeling a little bit better. And all of these things are so, you know, it's not even just like PCOS, like anyone could do it. The partner yeah. who doesn't have PCOS could do it. So, yeah. yeah. Great. Love it. So that's all the wins of the week. And that concludes basically the podcast. This, is the, this was a Valentine edition, which you mentioned yes. in the beginning. This is like the Valentine edition for all the sisters out there who may have who may have a partner, a husband, boyfriend, a girlfriend, or friends too. Like if you have friends that maybe they don't really understand PCOS or like you try to explain, this is a great episode to send to them. It doesn't have to be just for partners. It can be for friends too. And, you know, I think it's... It's really helpful for, for them to listen to this. Yeah. So pass this on, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. So I think that's it for today. We'll see how this studio goes. Yes. We'll next episode, you'll see how it's going, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.